Well, none of this was in your text reply. I gave you the answer without showing the work. <laughs> what are you, my Algebra 2 teacher? Like, <laughs> you need to see me show the work? Hello, everybody, and welcome to your most favorite show in the whole wide world. It's Under the Radar. With me, as always, your friend of mine, Derek Rama. Really thought we were leaving the videos on today, guys. Yeah, it, was, it threw me off that you were still looking around. <laughs> you said favorite show, and I started looking around like, really? <laughs> you know why? Because this week, your friend of mine, Ian Cobb, What's up? Didn't, oh. announce, didn't announce that he was turning his video off. Usually, oh, video's off. See you guys after the show. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. That was pretty, that was pretty saucy and pretty salty on your part there, DVR. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it made me laugh. I enjoyed that. Uh, special shout out to Tops. This is a this is a Tops Project seventy sponsored show. Check out Tops Project seventy celebrating seventy years of Tops baseball cards. Jokes on them because I would find a way to squeeze it in anyway. They had this. <laughs> <laughs> really they had so a true. crazy one this week of Randy Johnson uh, on the cover of Duck Hunt, throwing like the ball had already been thrown and the pigeon was exploding already in front of him. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Pretty funny. I saw it. It was it was uh, pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Still available. It's from uh, Jonas Never was the artist on that one. Man, it's so cool. Anyway, thanks to Tops. Shout out to Tops. But, uh, you know, we'd be shouting you out anyway. Um, on the show today, I put a bunch of stuff in the rundown, and then DVR, I, I assume this is D, this is a DVR move, um, split it into uh, three different sections very kindly. Thank you. Yeah, just doing the work of a producer. You know, I'm trying to be a real producer. You are the man. You are both the men. You are the men men. Both of you. Ian's, Ian's promised to talk a lot this show. Our brains just work differently. My brain and Nando's brain do not work in the same patterns. So I'm just trying to gather everything. I think it's part of what, what makes, it make, makes this little show that could work. I really believe that. Is you two. <laughs> you guys on opposite ends of the spectrum. And me kind of just sliding in the middle and, you know, like. Yeah, you're the, norm, you're the, the normal one. <laughs> Bring your son in to tell us how much he loves the Ariel Cohen impression at home again. <laughs> Wait, was that was that was not on air, right? That, was, that, that was, wasn't on air. My bad. That wasn't on air. No, it's okay. No, no, no. no I, I, uh, but I think that might it could have been. No, I don't think it was on air. But, but here I, I did. I, that's right. I forgot I did that at the end of last week's episode. Uh, I had my older son. I just pulled him in, and the three of us were just hanging out for ten minutes afterwards. And I started doing Ariel Cohen because once you pop, you cannot stop. And I brought my son in, and I just started two seconds in. And guys, what was his reaction? Right, like before you even got the first two words out, it was all, oh, "Come on, Dad, stop!" Did he say, "Stop being corny, Dad"? Is that what he said? I think he did. That sounds right. That sounds about right. Oh, Dad, stop embarrassing me! Yeah, because he's twelve, so <laughs> you know everything. Everything, which is he's a great kid. Yeah, I'm he's sure when he's really. twenty or twenty one, he'll appreciate. Uh, you doing impressions of fellow fantasy experts? Yes, I'm sure. the, it really. Yeah, it gets less corny as you get older, I guess. I was on the phone with I was on the phone with James Anderson yesterday, ding, and I was doing a conversation between Clay Link and Ariel Cohen for him, and he he was having a good old time. So James and I were discussing our both of us are doing our dynasty rankings are going to be dropping soon. Um, mine, I think, are going to be dropping tomorrow. Um, and oh, okay. Yeah, I was to I was going to Yeah, I was going to let you know right now on the show. Um been working on them for the last 4 or 5 days. Uh was uh, some nice help from some and ha oh, had some nice nice input from from the men. Uh and then uh James called me up and I did. I had a conversation between Clay Link and Ariel Cohen. It's always fun. Always fun to have a conversation with Ariel Cohen and someone else. 
When they're not involved in the actual conversation. Right. No, nobody's there. It's just me doing both sides. And I'm not going to do it now, obviously, but I'll do it after the show. All right. Can't wait. <laughs> Ian's got a hard out. I have a mushy out. All right. Mushy out. Because we're once again doing a five o'clock show tonight. All right. Well, I was going to thank you guys later, but if you want me to get right. into it now, I thought well, we'll get, I think we get some questions. Consider you give me a hard time about the hard out. So let's get to some pictures. I'm, I'm all no, Let's get some pictures. Yeah. Uh, but thank you both for changing the time of the show again. Next week, we'll be back to our normal time. Is that right? All right. Good to know. Yeah. And then the week after, uh, depending on what happens, we'll probably be normal time again. All right. Sounds good. Brent Tomasino. Brent Tomasino on Twitter. Left Ian out of this one for some reason. Asked me and Derek. Uh, I'm loaded at pitcher. I've been stashing some IL guys. I have Luzardo, Framber, and Gonsolin. Just dropped my catcher to grab Manoa. Who would you drop? Head-to-head points. I thought this is... like I could have just answered it myself, but like it seems like a good question for the show because... Lazardo, Framber, and Gonsolin are all kind of, you know, on the fringe guys. Um, and obviously, I, th- I think it's assumed we'd take Manoa over at least one of them, right? I'm not I'm not going to answer, so it's, it's totally fine because he didn't ask me. So go, DVR, what do you think? I think if there's a drop there to keep Manoa, and this is probably a 10 or a 12-team league, Tony Gonsolin is the only player I would drop out of those three pitchers. Lazardo is at least coming back in the bullpen to stretch out, so he's almost back. Fromber's not too far away. Gonsolin's on a similar timetable. You want Manoa. You want the possibility of Manoa coming up and being amazing because he's been completely dominant so far at AAA. The Jays have what looks like a permanent spot for him. So if I'm in Brent's shoes, the only one of those three I would drop having made this move would be Gonsolin. I, uh, I'm with you on that one. You know, it, like I've gotten a lot of Fromber questions, and I go, you know, I obviously know who he is. I look at his stats in the minors. I just don't, I don't know. I'm not into him. I don't see like that huge step that guys like DVR and Eno and everybody, you know, I should be, I should, be, I assume Alex Fast, like that group really loves him. <laughs> and I like Al, you know, but I can't get into him. I just see the numbers and I'm like, hey, you know, whatever. Well, DVR, why Fromber? I think with Fromber, he's always had that skill of getting a lot of outs on the ground. I think he showed us that missing bats is something he absolutely owns as a skill. He's had high strikeout rates pretty much everywhere he's pitched. And the last skill for him was getting that walk rate down, which he's done on his rehab assignment. He did it last year in the shortened season. Pitches deep into games, too. And I think of all the injuries we're talking about here... His is the least serious. Tony Gonsolin's coming back from a shoulder injury. So while Ooh, I'm shoulders I, are bad. I'm intrigued by Gonsolin. I think he's rosterable in most mixed leagues. This is a difficult problem to have or a good problem to have, I guess, depending on your perspective. I think Gonsolin is the most likely of these guys to come back and not be himself. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just saying it's the most likely based on the types of injuries we're looking at. Hmm. Come on, Ian. You know you want to jump in and answer this. No, I, you know what? I, I just am trying to figure out if he dropped his catcher. Is he playing without a catcher? Who's catching the ball? Are you going to make a joke? Because you feel bad because he didn't tag you? No, 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 no. No, it's fine. Um, The fact that he dropped his catcher, though, is a concern. I don't like when... It, I once played in a league years ago where, like, it was a points league like this, and, like, everyone was just dropping all their players and just starting pitchers all the time. And it's not the way the game's supposed no, to be No, I, I think he meant he temporarily dropped his catcher to make that move really quickly, and he's got to figure out by, like, Sunday which one of these guys to drop to pick up a catcher again. That's how I read it. That's that's how I read it. Okay. Um, Gonsolin. Yeah, it would be Gonsolin for me. Um, I, I'm not quite as keen on Manoa. Uh, you know, uh, Robert Mershak, oh, 
uh, sent me a, a tweet where only four pitchers in all of the minor leagues so far have pitched 100 pitches so far this season. And they're all AAA veterans. Everyone else is getting capped at 80, 70, 60, a couple up to 90. How many innings is Manoa, how many innings is Manoa going to pitch? You know, we all have this idea about Jose. Um, oh God, what's his last name? Oh my God, Uranus. Fernandez. No, no, Jose Fernandez. When he came up and just was like the greatest pitcher of all time, it just so rarely happens. You know, and and that's a, maybe Manoa, but you know, we were. I just don't know that that it's going to be. You know, Daniel Lynch when he came up. People spent $300 in fab, and then he had three blow-ups, and now he's back in the minor leagues. And not only do you have the the blow-ups, but you also have less fab. So it's just something to be mindful of from my perspective. Now, Manoa may be the one who comes up and pitches six innings, six shutout innings against the New York Yankees in his first start in Yankee Stadium tomorrow night. Maybe. Maybe. But... Um, I certainly wouldn't drop Lazardo for him. I wouldn't drop Framber for him. But I could see Gonsolin, but I wouldn't go crazy money on it. Am I, DBR, what do you think of this theory about the young pitchers that I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't buy in? Sixto had a really good little run last year. That's about the extent of it. Like, I feel like you win leagues with older pitchers, not with kids. Yeah, it can be a slippery slope. Sometimes you take a chance on a young pitcher and you just get shelled and get sent back down like Lynch. I do think with Lynch, there were a few more red flags coming up through the minors than there have been with Manoa, in part because Manoa hasn't had time to give us red flags. He's only thrown 35 professional innings since being drafted in 2019. In terms of his workload, he threw 125 and a third innings in 2019 because he threw 108 and a third at West Virginia before getting drafted and 17 more in Vancouver. So if you take that workload, tack on another 25 or 30, he could probably go 155 or 160. And I think a lot of the a lot of the reason you're wow. not seeing heavy workloads on young starters right now in the minors, they're a month behind. That season only started true. three weeks ago. And I think a lot of those pitchers, because they had not previously thrown 125 innings in college or at some other level, they're building up to a lower total than someone like Manoa is. I think he's gone six in each of his AAA starts. He's thrown 18 innings in three starts. So It's just a different game, man. I mean, it's just a different game because every at-bat is facing the best player on the minor league team, right? Absolutely. So it, it, I, I, maybe. I mean, look, I, I say there's a 35% chance that he throws a quality start and gets you more strikeouts than innings and goes past five five innings and in the process with a chance to get the win. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm kind of coming around to that. It, it just takes time. It takes time to get comfortable pitching in front of giant stadiums. It's just a different experience. I do like the idea, minor theory that like, they don't want to waste his innings anymore in the minors. I didn't mean that was a like, quote unquote minor theory, but like at least get him up now if he's throwing well, like to get him throwing for the blue Jays, you know? Yeah. And Actually, they, they're not, they're, he's not a big stadium yet. Well, he's going to be pitching well, in a pretty Yankee big stadium, stadium yeah. tomorrow. But I mean, maybe it would have his, one of his second turn in the rotation is going to be in you know a minor league stadium. Yeah, and and frankly, he was brilliant against the Yankees in spring training. So the stuff is there. So we'll see how uh, how he is emotionally, and if he is if he has no fear and he comes out and he does it, amazing. I'm thrilled. I don't own him anywhere, but I'm thrilled for the people who roster him. I should say. I just don't. You know, I, I just think the odds are against it. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying the odds are against it. 
Is now the time to get uh, Nate Pearson? I mean, now's a great time to get Nate Pearson in Dynasty League. I'll tell you that because his his he came up and kind of did not do well, and now he's back down. I mean, he's he's that's what's so key about Dynasty Leagues is when you trade a guy and what their value is. That's what makes you good in Dynasty Leagues is figuring out when to get a guy like that. Like now, do you want Nate Pearson? Well, I don't really want him. Good, go trade for him now then. It's not that's cool. when it's not cool to have Nate Pearson right now, right? So you know, there's 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 just something there's 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 a lot to be said for that. And I did put in the breakdown. I, I had some major trades this weekend. Major Where'd you put trades that? at the very bottom. Oh, oh, after the show started. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Look, major Ross Stripling's back in the rundown. How about that? Yes, everybody? he is. Yes, yeah. he is. Ross Stripling is there. Yes, he is. Hey, you know what you could have done is you could. And you know, Jerks and Profar. We haven't talked much about Jerks and Profar this year. Can we agree that Jerks and Profar is a pretty good fantasy baseball player? To roster, uh, he was the number one prospect in baseball. I'm up for that. Yeah. I, I I remember, and but he's stealing bases. He's running more than you would have expected. Like he's on track for 25 stolen bases. Talk to DVR. DVR, wouldn't you not trade him last year as a member of the Padres? You refused, to, and then I finally broke you down. I wanted to get rid of him. I was shopping him in an OTP. I have him in a bunch of leagues this year because I thought the value was there, and I'm pretty and aren't happy. Aren't you enjoying him? Isn't he bringing some value? Yeah, cheap speed is hard to find. I love it. Yep. And with and and positional eligibility is hard to find. And yes. power. Second and outfield is kind of a nice combo, actually. Yeah, it is. It's a nice combo. Would you rather have him or Enrique Hernandez? Him. Profar. Profar, for sure. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. He's playing yeah. more too. He's playing more. There, there are less challenges to, you know, Danny Santana coming up now and having the weekend that he had. Some interesting stuff, you know, because he's gonna he's gonna get a chance to play. And then second base, it's like, is it gonna be, you know, who who is it gonna be? Chavis? Is it gonna be uh, Arroyo? Is it gonna be, you know, Kiki might end up being what Kiki was with the Dodgers, which is a guy who just, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Oh, he's because- a leadoff hitter. Come on. Yeah, all right. Well, he is tonight, too. So yeah, that's, that's he's, good. Yeah, he's the, he, I mean, he's coming back from an injury. What, hamstring? Quad? Something? Yeah. I mean, he's he's playing right now. But it's going to get awfully crowded in Boston pretty soon. That team is doing really well. They're doing great. The Red Sox and the Rays and the Yankees. They're all doing great. Their pitching isn't like, like Boston's pitching, I think everyone always was kind of like, that's creaky. Maybe at best. Yeah, but Chris Sale is coming back. The bullpen, I mean, Barnes has been remarkably good. Barnes has never been this good. Interesting season. I'm looking up Steven Gonzalez. I haven't looked him up in a while. You just made me think. I haven't haven't done my bi-weekly check-in. I know he's walked a bunch of people. How come he hasn't cracked that rotation yet? I I wonder if if Tanner Houck's going to get another chance anytime soon. Tanner Houck's been hurt. He's been hurt. Hope he gets back. So here's the good news. He's got 21 strikeouts and 14 and a third innings. I'm sorry. Who is that that you're talking Steven about? Steven Gonsalves for Worcester. Oh, Steven Gonsalves. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Good for him. Yeah, there you go. With 5.02 ERA and 1.47 whip and 14 walks and 14 innings. Mm, yeah, that's not. That's not going <laughs> to work. That's not going to get you the call. Right, let's move along. <laughs> 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 we'll, put, we'll put those cards in the back of the box. Yeah, no. Tanner Hook has just restarted his throwing program. So it's going to be a minute. Yeah. Although Chris Sale's back on the mound, I'll tell you somebody else who's coming back is Noah Syndergaard. He'll be back in a few weeks. He's in, I think they're moving him up to AAA right now. That whole group, Severino too, making some progress. Good yeah. nice to get those guys back. It's good to see. It's good to see. You want to see that. I have a question. Nando sought our counsel 
via text yeah. message a yeah, few days ago about a trade. Yes, wow. Well, this is a very Ian move of you, DVR. Yeah, yeah. The show I, along. Wow, look at that. All right, go ahead. I, 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 it's I, number two I like on the rundown. Going. You're not getting off the hook on this one. Yeah, so, no, no, no. I think <laughs> I you put it in the rundown. I said let's move along. Yeah, I put it in there. <laughs> go ahead. So, Keep going, DVR. So here's the text. We get this text. I'm having a nice little morning this weekend. Ailney Keeper League, three years. I'm sorry if I ruined your morning by asking you a question because we're past. No, would we you trade Josh Stamont for $5 for Tarek Skubal for 11 I made if a mistake. You, he was 10. I actually messed that up. He was 10. School's 10? Yeah, my bad. It's he was a 10. little better. It's a little better. Yeah, a dollar, whatever. It's a dollar better. It's something. Yeah. It's a little better. But so, same amount of time you can keep him. No, I mean, Stallmont was 10, not five. Oh, okay. yeah. That, that levels it out a little bit. That okay. levels it out quite a bit. That's a different. That's a different. That's thank quite you. different. Yeah, all right. Thank you. But we didn't know that until literally right now. <laughs> so, yeah, so no, sorry. it doesn't change I anything. Forgot to I was going to segue into that when I introduced number two, but since you took over the show. Uh, yeah. It's good. You're going to be leaving for a while. we got to figure this out. Go yeah, exactly. Go ahead. Nando also told us he's got Rafael Montero and Jake Diekman. So he's got a couple other relievers. It's an AL-only league. Wants to trade Stamont for Scooble. And having thought there was a $6 gap in price, we were like, mm-hmm. nah, you got to keep Stamont for sure. And I think even with the price being at 10 I trust Stamont as the Royals' closer a lot more mm-hmm. than I trust Scooble yes. to figure it out in the next little while. And a lot more than Montero or Diekman. Yes, they're both partial closers because Ken, like, when Kendall Graveman's healthy, he's at least half of the save opportunities in that Seattle bullpen. Montero didn't even get the choice. I'm just interrupting crazy. Montero didn't even get the call last night. Right. Keenan Middleton. Middleton. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that was my fear. And that's why I thought trading Stomont wasn't very bright. So I'm sorry, DVR. Continue. So we both, we both chime in. We put down our, our omelets and we chime in and let Nando know what we would do. And he still just makes the trade anyway. We both want him to keep Stalmont. <laughs> and he goes ahead and trades for Tarek Skubal. And I just want to know why. Why did you do this? Well, so I left out a little bit of context. Well, not a t- I mean, so closers pop up a lot. And this is a league where there's no bench. So if, if you want to add somebody who pops up, you have to have an empty spot, either an injury or whatever. Um and I like I'm I'm close in saves. Like I'm I'm right there in the middle of the pack with saves, and a couple of guys have already lost some people. And I actually did I did the math. I know that we joke a lot that you know I just don't do the math, but I did do the math. Uh, and like I'm I need another pitcher with strikeout potential, and that was going to have to come through a trade because I can't just pick guys up because I don't have anyone hurt who I can drop. Um, and I did, like I've got Jake Odorizzi coming back at some point, but like whatever. So I was looking at the standings. I'm surging right now. I surged into ninth, uh, and I'm about to surge into like sixth, and then I'm going to just take over the world. But I needed like another three or four strikeouts a week, and the only way to do that was to get a starter. And one thing Scooball's good at is striking people out. My ERA is good. My WHIP's good. My strikeouts were lagging. So at one point I had Loisiga. I had Loisiga, Stomont, Diekman, and uh, and Montero. And so I was, you know, four relievers. That's you're not, even though they're strikeout relievers. Loisiga wasn't doing those three inning things as often as he used to, and getting those five no, or six strikeouts. Yeah, yeah no, so he's not gonna do that. You know, and I had a, like start of the season, I kind of had him half pegged as a starter, maybe could sneak in there. Um, but Herman kind of righted the ship. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't do the trade until Sunday night. Actually, maybe Monday before lineups locked. When I just looked at it, I did the math, and I'm like, I just have to do this. And then also when I realized Stomont was ten and not five. Um, but that makes a difference to me. The ten, not five. I saw but your counsel a, on something else, and I listened. 
Yeah, and 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 that's why at first I refuse to answer because I don't I'm not interested in taking the heat on it. It's not it's, there's no upside to it. And then when I finally did give you my opinion, you didn't even follow it anyway. So I'm not going to do it. But Scooball is the exact kind of guy that I'm talking about. There's so much hype about Scooball now in a keeper league. It's is a there slightly, hype? He's, he's there was sure certainly there was hype coming into. I don't the think season. so. I think all the hype was Casey Mize. Scooball I mean, was like some dude who snuck through. No, no, Scooball, Scooball's been around. We've been knowing that Scooball's been a top 100 prospect, and we, we, we sort of expected him to do great. And look, I mean, five, five and a third, four innings, four innings, three innings, two and two thirds, three innings, five innings, six innings. And then his one good start that the guy traded him afterwards was a get at Seattle who gets no hit regularly, regularly. And he went five innings and struck out nine, which I think made you go all, ooh, wow, look at that. But it's the Mariners, and the Mariners... Oh, horrible. It wasn't just this start. It was his complete body of work. He's a strikeout pitcher. I mean... And they're conserving his arm for later in the season. Wouldn't you? They're not conserving anything. You're not going to get any wins out of him. That team is trash. The Tigers are... I mean, good future. Good future. But they're not going to be any good this year. They're going to win. They're going to be one of the 55, 60 win teams. He's one in six for a reason. I don't know, man. I mean, Stomont, I, I actually, I think that they, they've given him a leash there. They like him in the position. He hasn't been amazing, but for $5, I just liked you keeping um, Stomont for sure. For $10, you want to do it, do it. It's okay. It's okay. Right, Devere? Right? What do you think, Devere? It's not a bad trade, but I think the other part of this, before we knew about the contracts being more close to even, Nando framed this as going for it this year. And I think Scooble's the kind of guy you're trading for if you're playing for the future right. because he has exactly. to get rid of that home run issue if he's going to ever deliver anything close to the ratios we saw in the minors. I liked him coming up as a prospect. I think he's got something just terribly, terribly wrong with his arsenal right now. He's got one pitch that's grading out as an above-average pitch, his slider. Everything else is well below average. He's not commanding the ball well. Leads the league in barrel rate against by a huge margin. Well, none of this was in your text reply. I gave you the answer without showing the work. What are you, my algebra two teacher? Like you need to see me show the work. Jeez. Keep going. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. Are you sure? I've had enough. He's been scooballed. He's been scooballed. We've all been scooballed here. We'll see how it plays out. It could end up being great. Scooball could find his way. To Let's put it on the list. A real success. It's Go the ahead, Chris. year of throw the Nando. It the list. Throw it on the list. Um, by just as a side note, as an asterisk, Greg Jewett has Kyle Zimmer as a stash candidate for saves. That makes sense. That makes some sense. Just put it out there. Kyle Zimmer, fifth pick in the draft. He was. He's just been broken. Those Zimmer boys. I wonder what it's like to be in the Zimmer family because you have two first round picks with both kids with so much upside, and they still haven't gotten there yet. But I, I still have faith for some odd reason. I just. I believe in the Zimmers. How do we decide who wins this trade? We'll know. Will We're we? gonna know. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Tarek Skubal starts, and when he, if he has seven stri- seven innings and eight strikeouts, we're gonna go. Way to go, Nando! And if Stomont ends up saving fifteen games over the course of the next two weeks, we're gonna go. Well, that's not very likely, but fifteen well, I mean, saves. We'll know it was September. I was talking at the next two weeks. Yeah, but we'll we'll keep our eye on it. You know, Skubal's your guy, and Stomont's Stomont's our guy on this particular one. All right, let's, I'll put something against your somethings. 
Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah. I want some strawberry rhubarb, and we can start doing some nighttime shows. <laughs> You've is, talked to them more than I have, so you tell Dean, me what the stock is looking like this year. The stock is strong. It's just somebody <laughs> needs to go pick it up. You're going back up to Syracuse, make it. I can't. I'm not going to go back you. up there for a while, but Syracuse really? is coming down to me, so hey, I can just, yeah, I can put it in order. There you go. There yeah. you go. I'll pay. I'll, I'll pay uh, shipping and handling. Is Dane Dunning good, Nando? Is he good? I don't know. That's why I, I wanted to ask you guys. I'm asking you. Consider this a live text. Is Dane? Is Dane Dunning good? DBR. If I say no, you're just going to disagree and say yes and say he's a top 40 pitcher anyway. So DVR's talking like a guy who's got a week off. Come on. <laughs> he's excited. <laughs> yeah. Dane Dunning has been pretty good. Dane Dunning has, there, there have been moments. There was one star in particular where I was sort of like, look at Dane Dunning go. Um, but it was a while ago now that I'm looking at it. Uh, but you know what? He's solid. And as you know, those Texas Rangers. I do enjoy watching them, mostly because of one player. And I, I'm going to say it the same way I say it every time I see him do something great, which is pretty freaking regularly. And we text about this player far too much. Well, we don't because we all love him. Adolis. Adolis. Every time he hits a home run, that's what I do. Adolis. I love me some Adolis Garcia. So if you're watching a lot of Adolis Garcia, you would see what he did to the Yankees. Dane Dunning, six innings. His last start, four hits, one walk, six strikeouts. Pretty solid. They lost the game, but still pretty solid. DVR, what do you think? What do you yeah, think? DVR, but again, think, no pitching, no, only one game where he pitched over 79 pitches. But I, th- I still think they're conserving arms here. Like That, that seems like, like a, a theme. Hmm. Young guys getting conserved. Well, maybe. DVR, what do you think? And he's had Tommy John in the past, too, but I, I don't know. I think they can mostly let him work like a normal starter. They're bad enough like the Tigers were later in the year if they got to shut him down first, second week of September. So what? Throw, yeah, totally. throw Austin Bidens Dirks out there, whoever they got. They're not as bad as the Tigers, bro. I mean, they're, they're so not that bad. No, they're you, not that bad. I agree. They're, they're a more watchable bad team than we expected. But to answer the original question, is Dane Dunning good? Yeah, I think he's pretty good. I think he's more of a, like a mid-rotation guy from a real-life perspective, probably a top 40 to 50 range fantasy guy. And those types of pitchers at their best finish as top 20 to top 25 guys in their best season or two. You know, I I think that's the thing that can happen when you're in that range. But I think it takes for Dunning to get there. It's going to take the whip coming down. 134 whip, it's pretty high for a guy with a sub four ERA. It's interesting to me though, the bat projections are the most optimistic projections of all. 389 ERA, 125 whip for the rest of the season. I would have thought those numbers would have been closer to the other systems. They're all just a tick over four, a whip in the 130 range. That's yeah. more in line with who I think he's going to be. And the team's not great. So your win count's going to be a tad on the low side. But he's but they are exciting. He's better than I thought going into the season. Is he good? Well, if if top 40 to 50 starting pitcher is good, then he's good. Yes, that is good. Top 40 to 50 starting pitcher is very valuable in every format. Yeah, I think people would view him as like top 70, top 60 or 70, you know? I think DVR is thinking longer term. Right now, he's not top 40 or 50 pitcher, right, DVR? Not quite. I mean, I just think that's where he's going to top out kind of on on average. But again, like the, the peak for those guys, you'll see guys shoot up 20 spots higher temporarily because they pitch well and get lucky for a prolonged stretch and the ratios come out better than expected. Maybe he's actually on the good side of fortune with wins for a little while has a season where he wins 14 or 15 games and puts the ratios out there. That's the year where you're like, well, I'm glad I had Dane Dunning that year, but in a typical year, you know, he's solid. If he ends up 
If his ADP next year is pick 200, I'm probably in at that price. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a little lower than that. Um, one thing, that, one little fi- funny side note, I traded to Mike Palucci, Dane Dunning, for Lance Lynn in OOTP last year. And it's always fun to see them come back that way. It was that Pilucci, his OOTP team basically predicted the entire Rangers offseason, right? Kind of, but it's certainly David Dahl. Yeah, 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 yeah. He traded for David Dahl. That's right. He traded for David no, Dahl. He traded for David Dahl. That was fun. That OOTP was. Yeah, you were supposed that, to that keep was... that up for us, and you didn't. Yeah, that life. Oh, right, I know you life, know. huh? Ian's life, growing huh? a beard. <laughs> oh, great news! Oh, well, hold on. Let's let's get to Will Fire Eisen real quick. Oh, JP Fire Eisen. <laughs> the way it's written is Will Fire Eisen. <laughs> Will J.P. Fire Eisen get all the saves for Tampa Bay? No. I say most. DVR? No. Why? Why would he? Because uh, he's amazing. <laughs> no, You're he's a Brewers not. guy. You love him. Why wasn't he even... He had three relievers ahead of him for saves on his old team, and now he goes to a team that mixes and matches a lot and has a bunch of other guys that get saves. Why would he get most of the saves there? He's got a walk problem. He's a nice pitcher. He's a good piece. You know what I think problem. is likely? More likely line. to happen? He won't get most of the saves now. But through the Rays' general weirdness and changing things out before the end of the season, J.P. Fireisen could lead the Rays in saves in the playoffs. That's the kind of weird stuff that can happen. Like he's, he's good enough to be useful for them. I have no qualms with that. But why would he get more than Diego Castillo? Diego Castillo is the closer on that team. Well, maybe they've been waiting for the right guy to show up. You know? No, Diego Castillo is going to be the closer on that team. He's, I, I believe, and maybe this is just hopeful thinking because of AL labor, but I, I really do believe Diego Castillo is really good in that job. He he has he has the mindset that I'm personally looking for in a closer, which is he just doesn't care. Like it's not that he doesn't care if it goes well or doesn't go well. He does, but like he just he he it's going to go well. It's all about what your what your mindset is on the mound. If you look at Kenley Jansen this year, who's getting it done, he's taken the doubt out of his game. If you look back at the last couple of years. Jansen always looks slightly concerned. Now he's coming out there and he looks like a beast. Diego Castillo looks like a beast. Aroldis Chapman does not look concerned. He looks like a beast. Liam Hendricks looks a little concerned. A little concerned. Got some pressure. Feeling the pressure. These are the things I think that matter when it comes to closing games. You look at someone like a guy that I was so very on that I I really thought in Toronto was going to end up being... um, the, the the closer, I talked about it last week, I think, was Tyler Chatwood because I was like, the numbers are just ridiculous. Like, he he's the best pitcher in that bullpen. He's going to get a shot. Picked him up everywhere and during the weekly fab stuff, like grabbing him, picked him up in Devil's Rejects. He finally gets the opportunity and he just blows it. And that, you're not going to see him have that opportunity again for a while because he didn't have, in, at least that day, did not have the heart for the job. You need to have heart for that job. Diego Castillo's got heart. All right, let's move on to our prospect part of the show. Uh, this is uh, just, we just talk a couple guys, a few guys. I, uh, I basically sorted by home runs and strikeouts. There's nothing scientific. I just wanted to see on milb.com. Um, and I can't, I can't do it because you, you cut out the vivid seats part, so I'm not gonna do, make any milb jokes. <laughs> I'm gonna cut everything. <laughs> oh come on, DVR, it's fun. It's okay. That one's all right. Uh, it was brought on by this the same ale only league that angered both of you. Uh, Jaron Duran, I've got him, <laughs> and it's thanks to Chad Jennings writing about him in the preseason and when you know the ask a beat writer stuff. Um, 
so he's like, yeah, he's going to be starting center fielder. It was like, name a prospect who's going to make a big impact. And he wrote about Jaron Duran and got him on my radar. And so I grabbed him, and now he's blasting home runs left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, so a guy was asking me for him. And so, uh, not asking, like he was like hounding me. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to get into some some of these guys who were, you know, having out of their mind minor league seasons. And I was I had Joe Adele on there having some of the quietest nine home runs you'll ever see, but he hit he another one last now. night. Yeah, yeah, now everyone no, went nuts 10. last night, and that's no longer accurate. Uh, Ian, is, is he uh, still a deal? Who uh, Duran? No, Joe Adele. Or- Duran, I just wanted to bring up. His no, we can talk, talk about Duran, Duran if you guys. I want like. to talk Go about ahead. Duran. Yeah. All right, cool. I like Duran. I like Duran a lot. And, you know, it, it turns out that apparently at the alternate site last year, he was always a good hitter, always had good speed. But at the alternate site, they worked on his swing, and he's added power over that time. And now I think he's got seven home runs in, like, 17 games or something. So I, I think there's going to be a spot for him. I think he's going to be up in June. I think that if you want to sell him, you can but wait for the right moment, like the day before the day he gets called up. You can move him, and you can get a lot for him. Um, otherwise, enjoy him, keep him, and play him because I think you know the Frenchy Cordero experiment is not you know it, it's sort of fizzling out. It's not chem- it's more lightning bug than lightning. You like that? I like that. That's good. Um, so Jaron Duran, I think, is going to have some time. Hunter Renfro <laughs> might sit. I was talking last week about how he was really coming along. He sort of stopped coming along. Unfortunately. So I do think Duran's going to have uh, some real value, especially in a keeper league. By the way, I should have put this at the start of the show, but we have a massive announcement coming up next week. Do we? Uh, in terms of, that's so, on the sports betting side, but oh, okay. fantasy people, but fantasy people are going to like, they'll love it. They'll You'll know who, love it. I mean, this is like a big, this is a big move. I think, I think we're making. So. All right. DVR, what do you think of Jaron Duran? Love the adjustments he made at the alternate site because it seems like what we're seeing early at AAA supports it. They said he was hitting the ball in the air with more authority at the alternate site last year. And we said, well, how do we know you're not just saying that to pump up his value? Well, it's happening. He's hitting the ball in the air more often. Lowest ground ball rate of his career. The power's there. He's still drawing walks. Uh, If you notice, the AA and AAA strikeout rates are up a bit. So as he's reached more power it has cost him some contact uh, so i wouldn't be surprised if the batting average floor and ceiling have come down a little bit with this new approach but he's a more balanced fantasy player and he could run a little bit too he was 28 for 36 at double a as a base dealer in just 82 games in 2019 he's four for six so far at triple a uh, probably would be running more if he wasn't hitting so many home runs i mean he's got seven homers this year and he hit eight in his minor league career yeah. prior to this season right so yeah you hit more home runs, you can't run as much, but he's a true center fielder, and he's going to be a long-term fixture in Boston. So I am in. I understand why Nando was being hounded by someone yeah. else in his league for Duran, but I would definitely hold him if that's a keeper league especially. It is, and he'll be five. There you he'll go. He'll be five next year. Long-term hold for yeah, you. Yeah, the minors guys coming up are five. Great. Love it. I love it. Sorry, yes. so many times. So many times on, but you know, but trades are interesting, man. I made two giant trades in two dynasty leagues, which we'll get to at the end. No, bring them up now, man. This is prospects part of the show. Okay. I am in, so the DL1 league that I've been in for sort of my home dynasty league, it's, it has industry players in it. It's the one that Cushing and I have been going back and forth winning for the last many, many years. Um, there's another owner who has really kind of made a team for himself. Um, Rich Wilson from Prospects 361. And so Cushing, he's sort of ebbed this year for the first time. 
And I'm up at uh, my partner Rob Morshak and I brought Rob on last year. Um, we You're not are doing at, any sound effects. You must be very into the story. Uh, we, I'm just trying to remember all the details. Oh. So we're at 132.5, and Rich Wilson's at 133.5, right? And it's really going to come down to ERA and WHIP at the end of the day. And I think that in dynasty leagues, when you have two teams, the next team is at 103. Ari, Rabbi Ari Sunshine, who, by the way, Derek got such a kick out of the idea that you couldn't believe that a rabbi was playing dynasty, uh, playing playing fantasy baseball. He was just absolutely delighted. He was like, "Oh, listening to Derek, it was very." That's not a good impression of Ari. Just to be clear. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, I, I wasn't floored by that. I just thought Ari Sunshine was an amazing name. That's yeah, all. it's a really it's a really high end name. It's a, it's a great name. name, especially for a rabbi. Yeah, so he's at 103, and then guys are at 95, 94, you know. So, but, but so it's really right now a top two thing. And I had traded to Rich Wilson in the offseason. I traded, Rob and I traded Trevor Bauer for Louis Robert and Corbin Carroll. You remember I talked about that trade? Throw in Corbin uh, Carroll, yeah. Right, the Corbin Carroll throwing, which I thought was hysterical. Now, uh, and then ended up moving Carroll in another deal, but. So it's tight, and he's got the lead in ERA and WHIP. We're very close. I think he's at like .99, and we're at one03 The teams are really the team is really good. He's got some great players who are playing great for him. He's doing great. His team's doing great. I had we had uh, Louis Robert. I was in talks with a good player about trying to get Kevin Gossman to trade. Couldn't really work it out. I have Torkelson in that league that I we had traded for in the offseason. Had Louis Robert in that league. And I was talking to Robert Mershak, oh, and I said, you know, we can't really make this Kevin Gossman trade work because he wants our first round pick added to what we're giving, and I don't really want to do that. And I said, hell, oh, let's go get Garrett Cole. Should we try to get Garrett Cole? And Rob goes, now you're talking. So I call up John Halpin, and I say, hey, John, I got <laughs> a trade off. Have you done a three-way call yet? No, I don't do three-way All calls. Right, okay. No, I don't believe in it. Um, so I get on the phone with John, and I say, hey, great guy. Gave me a really interesting big ziti recipe with cottage cheese instead of ricotta cheese, which sounds awful, but it's not. Though still, I prefer. Well, so I, since you since you brought this up, I always thought cottage cheese was terrible. And then you know you got to give it to the baby, like it's like one of those things that's high in protein or whatever. And I'm like, let me try this, and it's delicious. They're like yeah, little balls uh, of mozzarella. It's like um, cheese curds almost. It it, it, it in fact exactly <laughs> what I believe it is. Um, it's a DVR. Have you ever had it? He lives in Wisconsin. Cheese. It doesn't mean I mean, he has to eat cottage cheese. He lives in Wisconsin. He's tried cottage cheese. No. Co- coincidentally, uh, I used to host a podcast with John Halpin back in the Rotowire days, a uh, football no. show, and uh, we did not talk about our Italian dish recipes. But I use cottage cheese in the lasagna that I make, which are you, know, you help are anybody. you serious? Yeah, how it, great is that? It's less gritty than ricotta. It is. It, it's an interesting choice. My wife, who is Italian, is like, are you kidding? Do not do that. I was like, I'm just going to do it on one side. I've got to try it. This was like, I think about a year ago. I was like, I've got to try this. John's been talking to me about this for years. Funny little side note on John Halpin. He told <laughs> this me This is a side once, note to a side note. I know. It's totally true. He told me one time when I first joined the league, the first time I called him, I said, oh, so you do fantasy fantasy baseball at Fox and fantasy football also. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played pro football. I was like, really? He said, yeah, I was a long snapper for the Carolina Panthers. I was like, wow, that's amazing. So for the first seven years I knew him, I was always like, John Halpin, amazing guy, long snapper for the Carolina Panthers. And I brought it up to him about two years ago in a train conversation. And I said, yeah. And like, you know, because you played professional football, you were a long snapper for the Carolina Panthers. He said, what? I said, you told me you were a long snapper for the Carolina Panthers. And he said, Ian, I was just pulling your leg. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> For all these years, I'm sitting here thinking that you're like, he's like, I'm 5'7". 
what do you mean? I'm 5'8", or whatever he said. He's like, I did not play long snapper. So I call him up, and I say, his team is good, and his team is struggling. He's about 84, 85 points, but he's perennially good. And I reminded him of a trade that we made many years ago where he gave me Kimbrel, and this is when Kimbrel was at his best, and I gave him Giolito, Winker, and a first-round pick. And I said, how'd that trade work out for you? And he went, that trade worked out pretty darn good. He said, and don't forget, you also gave me Cody Ballinger. I was like, that's right, I did. So I said, I'm about to give you some, I'm about to give you something for Garrett Cole. And he goes, it's gonna have to be a lot. I said, I think it is. You ready? He said, Yeah. I said, I will give you, we will give you Louis Robert and Spencer Torkelson for Garrett Cole. And he went, huh. I might just have to take that. Let me call my partner. And I said, You call your partner, I'm gonna double check it with my partner. And then he texts me five minutes later and he says, You got a deal. And I said, you got a deal. So we got we added Garrett Cole to a team that has already as a start as starting pitchers. It's hard to remember with all the leagues. Um, Max Scherzer. <laughs> you actually said that, and it sounded pained. It, it sounded was, legitimately pained. Well, it's because I don't like I don't like to pause because we're putting on a show. We got to do a show. It's a show, guys. We've this team has Max Scherzer. This team has Aaron Nola. This team has you Darvish. This team has Sandy Alcantara. This team now has Nathan Eovaldi. And now ha- has Garrett Cole added to that team. And Hader and Hendricks and Hand are the closers. Nice team. Yeah. And adding Cole to it without taking away any present day value should at least give us a chance to repeat and to, you know, win the league. So that was one trade. If you want to do other parts of the show, I can tell you about another trade that, that happened. But before before we leave it, what do you think of the value there, DVR? Seems fine to me. Yeah, me too. Cole's going to be good for a while. So yep. it's, you got to give something to get something. Yeah, man. It's, DV, uh, Nando, what do you think? I like it. I'm a fan. I think it, I, I mean, do too. You gave up. I mean, I have Torkelson in a couple leagues because I have been terrible uh, lately and I got a couple good picks and I'm just not. I'm not, I mean, I know he's going to be great, but I'm not sold. Was he going to be a, a good third baseman who hits 25 home runs and 280? Well, that's the, that's the thing. We had traded Rutschman for Torkelson straight up before the season. That's how we got um, Torkelson. And and I just thought, you know, also as a Yankee fan, watching Garrett Cole pitch is sort of painful because I don't own him anywhere. So, like, I can enjoy it as a Yankee fan, but as a fantasy player, whatever league I'm in, it's hurting me when Garrett Cole is doing that. So it really does take some of the joy of the game of watching the the Yankees with Garrett Cole. So one thing I'm excited about is for the next, I don't know, nine years of his contract, I every time Garrett Cole pitches, I get to enjoy watching him pitch. So it's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. Good times. That that's it. Yes. And 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 a fair like a fair trade. Like it's it's I like making offers. I really recommend this. Make an offer that the other team will accept. Don't insult people with offers. They don't like it. Make offers that the other team goes, wow, that's thoughtful. I see why you did it that way. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take it. And you know what happens? They'll always take your call. You think it's because I was George Washington. I'm telling you it's because it makes teams. I know why. It's it's because you're George Washington. It's because it makes teams better. It's because I'm looking out. People are taking your calls. If, if no. If it's not DVR true. was like, "Hey, Robert Mershak, let's get oh, let's get on the phone," he would be like, uh, "Let's just continue this text thing." No, they won't. It's uh, not, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm they you, would, people, man. They don't want to be bothered. They're eating food. No, they All they right. want to be bothered. It's yeah. it's super fun. Then in the Devils Rejects League, this is a tricky trade. This is an OBP league, and 
my partner Wilson Caraman and I are we have a really good team. It's a 20 team, very much industry league, and we've got great pitching. Except the pitching has sucked, but it's really great. Like we have on that team, we have DeGrom, who's been hurt for the last couple of weeks, Strasburg, who's been hurt, Aaron Nola, uh, Nathan Ivaldi, Kevin Gossman, who we traded for a few weeks ago, and our closers are Karinchak, Hand, and uh, Classe, and you know a lot, a lot of different options. You have Karinchak uh, and Classe. Yes, we we had Karen Check. We kept him one of twenty eight, and then we grabbed Classe in the third round of the draft because you only keep twenty eight, and we we handcuffed him for that very reason. Uh, really good owner, the commissioner of the league, Ian Riley. Um, he, he, I looked at the numbers. We are ninety one in hitting out of a hundred, and we are sixty one in pitching. He is sixty two in hitting and ninety in pitching, or something like that. But so that's so I called him and he won't get on the phone. He's like, Ian, I'm not getting on the phone with you. Just text me the ideas. There you go. So See? there are some. Yeah. Well, he he never watched the show. So oh, I got to um, tell you something about the show, by the way. That's all right. I, I was I was teasing. We don't have to talk about the show. Well, I did. All right, fine. So I wanted to get Julio Urias, and he's like, I'm not trading you Urias because I don't think I can compete this year. Um, I said, Well, you have Darvish, and he said, I will trade Darvish, but you got to give me a good deal for Darvish. So we traded. After a lot of back and forth and a lot of bum, 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 we ended up with us giving your mean Mercedes. Oh. Yep. And Ramon Laureano for you, Darvish, and Aaron Hicks. Throw in Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks is pointless at this point. Yeah. Probably unkeepable at, with 28 players. But, you know, Tom Trudeau, who is a very good dynasty player, had said something to me earlier in the season that has stuck in my head really deeply. He said, you're not going to win this league without pristine ratios. You have to have pristine ratios. The season's one quarter over with now a rotation of DeGrom, Darvish, Nola, Gossman, Strasburg, and Eovaldi. We have a chance to bring those ratios back to they will not be pristine, but they may be steen. They won't be pristine. They'll be steen. And the hitting is so good. And what it did was it opened up a position for Lourdes Gurriel, who was on our bench, because there's only four outfielders used. And uh, Tyler Naquin is taking Mercedes' spot until Byron Buxton comes back next week. So you trade. we traded from depth to get better in a spot that we needed. You could argue that trade. You could say it's a dangerous trade. It is a dangerous trade. DVR, what do you think? I love the trade on the Darvish side. You take Darvish? Yep, not even close. Why? He's a top five, top seven pitcher. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's so hard to get elite pitching right now. Yeah. I got an offer in a, a league that was, in a vacuum, really good for me, but I was giving up Brandon Woodruff as part of it, and I've got a great offense already. It was going to give me a great bat back as part of the return. It was a two-for-two two deal. And I'm turning it down because of I'm looking at standings gain points right now, right? If I'm giving up a guy that runs and an elite pitcher to get back a, a great hitter and a lesser pitcher, that doesn't help me at all. Like, it's really, really hard to find high-quality starters. If you're in a league that has quality starts as a category, doubly so. I think there's a chance that we were probably undervaluing pitching in a lot of leagues back during draft season, which is weird to say because pitching was probably more expensive than it's ever been before. Nando? I'm with DVR. Sweet. Then you're with me because yeah. I was the Darvish side. All right. Cool. The, the, that, is, that, is, that is good to know. I feel like in a 20-team league with DeGrom, Darvish, Strasburg, and Gossman as, and Nola as your top five, 
with Evaldi and Montas, depending on how you want to throw it all together, it, it, it gives us a good chance to to succeed. At least get, you know, get get right up there. Uh, let's move on to a section. Oh, sorry. One uh, last point. Well, I'm sorry. Oh, was one there last another point. point? Go ahead. Is, well, I'm sorry. I apologize. Apologize to DVR. He's got to edit that out. Your mean Mercedes, I think, has is at the top of his value still. And I don't think that holds because I think that when Eloy, Eloy, what the hell was that? When Eloy comes back, there's just going to be no room at the end for your mean Mercedes. And then we're going to say, Mercedes needs to trade. And then what is he worth? You know, because he's not going to catch. He's not going to, they tried him at first base for an inning and that didn't go well. Andrew Vaughn is now hitting. So I I just, I don't, I don't see the long-term value for Mercedes. So it felt like Loriano. I think that, I mean, I'm not even saying this because I don't want to be like, oh, Mercedes, like, I, I can't see him not being awesome the rest of the way, his entire life. I'm thinking, well, okay, that's okay. But the, the issue is where he's going, where is there, where is he going to play? And the value in picking up these guys, like he offered me um, Starling Marte for Adolis Garcia in the deal. Like we could have added those pieces. And I didn't want to do that, actually, which may be crazy. What would you guys have done? Dynasty League, Adolis Garcia for Starling Marte. Oh, man. I like Garcia a lot, but I can see him ending the season at like 238 with 32 home runs. Okay. Speed's really hard to get. And with Marte getting close, I think I would have jumped at that, even knowing that Garcia probably has at least a a path to more long-term value. Yeah, but Garcia is stealing bases. Yeah, Adolis has... Four? He I think he's got four. Five. He's All got right, five. There you go. He's got five. Oh my god, these numbers are insane. He has got in one hundred and some on at bats because it's not coming. Oh, there we go. One hundred and fifty-one at bats. He's got fourteen home runs and one hundred and fifty-one at bats and five stolen bases. If you extrapolate that over a whole season, he's not going to do that well. That's fifty-six home runs and twenty stolen bases. Yeah, it's wow. impressive. No, that's a good season. Who's your rookie of the year? You're in Mercedes or Adolis Garcia? Adolis Garcia. Yeah? Close. Between those two? Yeah. Adolis. Oh, DVR, what do you think? Yeah, it's still a coin flip right now. I think Garcia playing defense maybe breaks the tie if the production offensively ends up being close. I don't think the production's close. I think that Garcia brings so much more. I'm, I'm also thinking from a fantasy perspective, Mercedes is not going to steal any bases. He's not hitting as many home runs. He only has six home runs so far this season. His average, which was above 400, is down to the 340s. Things haven't gone great for your mean Mercedes. I'm not saying he's done, but I am saying that if you can sell him for a really good price, now might be the time. Might not be the time. It's just, you know, it's just what, what I did with Wilson. That's what we did. All right. Uh, let's, uh, well, I mean, there's a section called Nando's, guys. But I feel like remiss if we didn't just go right to Ross Stripling uh, because every show, tradition. Well, seven innings against uh, the Rays yesterday after they were down 5 nothing, came in and threw... I think it was seven innings, got nine strikeouts, gave up two hits, and that curveball was doing the curveball thing again. So in a 20-team league, where if he's on the wire, I picked him up, and let's see if he can make it happen. I still have grand memories of 2018. All right, but I mean, where is he in the uh, Dane Dunning context? Dunning more. Dun- Dunning for sure. <laughs> okay, thank you. You like Dunning more? Yeah, I mean, Dunning has more value, certainly. I mean, Stripling just put together one really good start. Look, when we say these guys, we're not saying, I say this every week because I have to because of Joe Ross. We're not saying put him in the lineup. We're saying 
to keep they're under the radar look at them see if they work for you see if it's going well then trust them is that fair can i say that that's fair that's i like I it yeah that's how i feel nando's guys nando's guys we don't, have, I mean, we, don't have a ton of, we don't have a ton of time left so no it's okay let's let's talk about Ahmed rosario who's actually playing and he's playing well tell us that's it he's playing i mean he's he's uh there's a high stakes guy goes by the war dog i think we talked about him before um by the way, DVR, did we get any emails? People voting who wanted to step in? We did not. Oh, ah, all right. That's right. I think that's I sad. already know one guy who I'm pretty much going to call and make sure that he has a, a spot. I, I think that what we should do is tell people that he's coming on and then <laughs> not tell people if he's actually on or if it's you talking to yourself. No, I don't think so. And then but let them guess. And the, my top, the, the first pick has to be Glenn Colton. He's got to be our first guest. Once Al, Al's going to cover for DVR, but once, you know, we, we've had to figure this out like a team, you know, like you don't bring in Al to replace Nando. You bring in Al to replace DVR. Al could replace me. Al's got a very sly sense of humor that I think goes unappreciated. Okay. I guess we could do that then, but, but we can't bring in Glenn Colton for, I, I wouldn't want to bring in Glenn for the DVR. Well, I guess Glenn could cover that spot too. It's really you. It's a, you're the tough one to replace. Well, right. Okay. Well, we decided if when you're gone, Mike the Mouth is going to take your spot. So be it. I won't be here. You guys do as you will. Yeah, you're, you're very similar personality-wise and uh, advice-wise, so we figured Sounds we, fair. the show wouldn't really lose anything. Sounds fair. It you're does. both actors. Good player. And so, Ahmed Rosario, are you feeling good this week? I feel good all the time. Like he's, I think Jimenez got options, so it kind of takes that pressure off of him. Yeah. And he's sure. like, all right, let's, let's go. Let's do it, do it, man. He's stealing bases. He's hitting for, I mean, his average is up. It, I mean, it's not up to where it needs to be. I think he's still like a 278, 280 hitter. I think there's still some power in that bat, but he's stealing bases and he's getting the average he's hitting, up. Hitting at the top of the order, too. I mean, he's hitting second. Yeah. Yeah. This team's on fire, I'm telling you, man. Tariq Skubal was the missing link. <laughs> uh, in my, I don't know why Ryan Lavarnway is a Nando guy. I was basically just pointing out that he has five home runs and three or four batting average. And I know Colorado's got Dom Nunez, but I mean, like... You know. Dom Nunez is not stopping anybody from taking Dom Nunez's job the way he's been playing. Um, but Ryan LaVarnway, do you guys remember when LaVarnway was, like, hitting home runs like this in the major leagues for, like, three weeks? You know he was born in 1987? I'm like, LaVarnway's still 29, but he's no. not. No. no. He's like, old, okay, man. I, I thought he was still 29. My bad. Um, And, and okay, so now everyone's crapping on the Mets lineup, as they should. But John, I don't know how to say this name. How do you say this name? John Ashwe? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that right? I thought I think I heard when I was watching the Mets earlier this week. Nice. John Ashwe Fargus has eight steals in eight games, but got hurt last night. Yes, yeah. he does. He definitely does. And who's in the minors? Is Mason Williams? Is he in the minors? What system is he in? He's in the Mets minor league system. Is he now in the Mets minor league system? He is Mason Williams. Is the perfect guy to come up for the Mets oh, and hold on to a job and go like 280, 13-13 the rest of the way. Kevin Pillar is coming back. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. This is the magic yeah. is in the air for Mason. I'm telling you, man, like all these things are happening. Brendan Nimmo's coming back too. Yeah, Nimmo's coming back. They said Williams, like why is this segment called Nando's guys? No, that, this one I got this one I, I'll admit. <laughs> Ryan LaVarnway, I don't know why. He's now. Why did oh you God, put Ryan LaVarnway so in prospect stuff? Because <laughs> he's not his 33. He's not a prospect anymore. Well, he's in the minors. <laughs> Honestly, a... I thought Ryan LaVarnway was on to his post-baseball career. So that's I thought he was coaching in some, 
Hey, do we have, I don't know if we have the time, but can we do our minor leagues? Because I have been studying. Oh, I don't know. If, I think we gave up on you last week. Did we? I, I, I've been studying. It's up to DVR, I, man. That's his, yeah. this is I, DVR's I, last show if, before vacation. I'm going to bring it back after the vacation. Got it. Well, that's fair. I can live with that. I, I think I'm technically on leave for like the, not the next show, the show after, but I'm still going to do the show because I love you guys. And then I'll be gone. And then I, I actually, I honestly that. don't know when I come back. I don't think people can know that you're doing the show. In those no, well, come on. No, no, no. You know, right? like, you know. It's going to hit the beeps. Yeah, the beeps. For every, every time I talk, <laughs> they'll never figure it out. <laughs> I'll do the whole show as Ariel Cohen. I want to bleep out Ryan LaVarnway's name. I tell you, if you want to, there, there will be a moment where I have to tell the story about uh, Ariel Cohen running for president because that actually happened. It actually happened, and I've never, I've never been able to tell the story. And and when I spoke to Ariel recently, I said, you know, you still haven't mentioned how I ran for president. I mean, we are running so a little I'm tight. I'm to hear that story. All right. Yeah, tonight's not the night, but it is coming. The presidential Cohen story. Oh, but, oh, yeah. So you kept cutting me off. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to start watching Turn for real. Were you fake watching it before? Well, no. I mean, like I know I had a lot of <laughs> false starts, and I actually watched two episodes, and I had to stop, but. <laughs> My wife uh, can't sleep a lot. Or, like, she goes to bed early, basically, and I, I can't fall asleep, so I watch TV. And I've been watching, like, Debris, which is loud and has a lot of machine guns, so, so, uh, somehow. And then, like, uh, Invincible, which is loud and has a lot of explosions. And so I'm thinking, like, what's something I can watch that, you know, might have some? I assume there's some war in there, but it's really more about the spies. But not. There is some war, especially in the first scene. I'm past first that. episode of the first. I'm past first that. Scene of the now first episode. Now I think episode. it's like, you know, oh, acting, yeah. subtle acting performance is my friend. So, yeah, that, well, that that will be there. It's pretty subtle, um, and not. It's not terrible. Come on. One thing oh, that is God. very good, and that I decided to start watching. I started watching this week because I think did I text you guys to let you know that my wife and I, after Charles Grodin passed away, started watching Midnight Run. You've never mentioned Midnight Run on the show before. It's so good. DVR, yes or no? Do you have HBO Max? I do, so I will watch Midnight Run. Probably by the end of my vacation. I, I'm not going to promise it, but I will I will try. Okay. You should also check out The Deuce. I think you'd like that. Don't watch it on a TV facing a window that people are walking by. Can the three of us, for the love of God, hop on a Zoom and watch this movie together? Please. What's a, what's a guy got to do? It's so good. You guys are going to say, that, Nando's gonna, you're going to say, that was a great movie. I mean, that's a great, great movie. Come on, let's do it. Come on, screw turn. <laughs> screw turn. turn. What screw would Cassania Solo say two about hours. that? You could watch both. It's not like we only have two hours left to consume content before we're dead. And then I'll tell you what, watch Midnight Run and then text me, right? Or call me right afterwards and leave me. I won't pick up because if either of you are calling me, I'll know it's because of that. <laughs> Why? Because we call you all the time just to check. Especially chat. if it's Nando. Yeah, 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 sure you do, Nando. That's what you do. At least I speak to DVR on the phone. At least there's a 50-50 shot of, of DVR. Well, you know, I blame the, uh, the iPhone it's, because it's very hard to see when people call. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm sure that our listeners are laughing along. All right, so we should wrap up. Now's a good time to wrap. I think we got to wrap. Burn Gorman. We should wrap. You want to wrap? Burn, <laughs> Burn Gorman. <laughs> He's good on the show. People like him. For the man uh, who I'm, I'm 75% sure he punched a hole through the wall when he saw the scoop ball trade go through. That's right. That's what I did. And, and, watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, right. For the wait, guy. wait, wait. You finally watched it, right? 
Yeah, it took me like four nights to get through it because it's only eight episodes, ten episodes. Not that many. How was it? It's a good show. Wow. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to be a little more excited. Me too. I, no, it's, it's a good show. I, I I smiled, I think, at every episode. So, Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Very, very fun show. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Nada. No, no, no. Uh, for the man who I'm 75% sure has done an entire... <laughs> Has done an entire one-man Tout Wars auction reenactment at his dinner table. Ian Khan. It happened, but my kids were watching, and at some point, my older son said, that's really corny. <laughs> I'm not an Afino. DVR's out next week. El Melchior's here. Yay! Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Good talk. Good talk. Bye. Bye.